What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Uh, yeah, man, you can start rolling that uh beautiful bean food. Oh, you started rolling? Oh man! Oh shoot! <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back up in here, man. Back in business. You see it? Got my co-host Water in my meal nor. Shout out to Afro Geeks for the. Mm hmm. Mm. Ooh. Oh. Got the all-white Gerald on. Y'all see it? Y'all see the, the all-white? Come on, get the all-white. The all-white's dropping soon. It's going to be kids' sizes and the whole shebang, man. Get your kids squared away with the Gerald, man. I, I'm the one that's giving y'all the all-white with the kids' size option. Me. I'm the one that's drinking water every single day. Y'all better be drinking your water, man. Y'all better be out here drinking your water. You bet. You you better be. And I don't want to hear no excuses. I don't want to hear no. Nah, it, it, the taste. I get. Nah, man. Every single day that you exist, I want y'all drinking plenty of water. Yes. Tiki is drinking water right in, right here right now. Shout out to my Patreon crew, my patron saints are in the building live. My producer extraordinaire, Sabrina Sith, is in here. We got Tanya, Cherie, Candice, Tiki, Afro Geeks, Tony Ann, Chloe, Unbound, Dario, Giselle, Simpson, J-Cat, Jalita, Latoya, King Panda, Moyo, Carmen, Carmen, Kiyomi, you know what I'm saying, Lakia, Nakia, Sean, Veal, Crystal, Jerome, Slarita, the Math Wiz, Isaac, man. Shout out to y'all. Terrence C. Nana P. Jamal B, man. And KB Damson, man. Appreciate y'all for pulling up, man. Glad y'all up in here. Rhea, uh, Rhea Akeem Kelly. Come on now. In here. Michael Bickham, I see you in here. Yvonne, come on, man. We in there. I appreciate y'all for being here, man. Appreciate y'all for pulling up. Appreciate the support. My patron saints mean everything to me, man. And thank you uh, for being a patron saint, for holding me down, man. The loyalty and consistency. I appreciate it, man. Drink that water, though. Drink that water, though. That should be the first thing you take in every morning should be water. You're supposed to take in some room temp water when you start your day. You're supposed to do that. Do it. Room temp. Don't be, and don't be scared of the room temp. You need the room temp. You can't, you can't be drinking ice cold water all the time. You got to get in. You got to get some room temp water in there, Sabrina. You got to get some room temp water in there. I'm not, you know, I'm not calling nobody out, but make sure you're getting plenty of room temp in there as well. You know what I'm saying? It, room temp. This is science. Room temp is the ideal temperature for your water, for how you're supposed to take in your water. You know, so you're supposed to have a good amount of that. I know everybody wants that ice cold. You want that cold beverage, but they say room temp is ideal for health purposes, for your body processes. So 
get in plenty of room tip water. I know you, you get your cold water in, but get plenty of room tip in there as well. I'm not talking about hot sitting in the car temp. I'm talking about, like, you know, room temp. Room temp. Um, but we back, man. Daddy issues, man. We back again, man. Before I get on the road, I go to Austin, Texas this week. This weekend, Friday, I'm going to hot-ass Austin, Texas, man. I, I was looking at the temperature in Austin, Texas. I was like, yo, man, don't be doing this like this, man. Come on, man. Let me look. Let me let me tell y'all what I'm about to walk into. Let me. It's 90 degrees in Austin, Texas, right now. Come Friday, it's gonna be 93 degrees in Austin, Texas. Come Saturday, another 90 degree day, man. I said we back with daddy issues. My bad, y'all. I'm, I'm getting confused on the podcast. <laughs> Verbal cardio is where we at. I got too much going on. I got too much on my plate, man. My mind is everywhere. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll be fumbling sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But when you got a lot going on, sometimes you be fumbling out here. You be dropping the ball. You be, you be saying the wrong stuff. Sometimes you get confused. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're in the wrong movie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I thought this was, uh, you know, I thought I was in The Matrix, but this is actually Die Hard 4. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just get twisted up, man. I apologize, man. Excuse, excuse me, guys. Um, it's going to be 93 degrees in Austin, Texas, while I'm out there. So I might not I might not do my little normal roam around, man. I don't know, man. And the humidity is high. You know, I don't know how high it's going to be Friday, Saturday, but it's 54% humidity today. And I'm like, man, humidity. Because humidity, you can't run from it. You can't run from the humidity, man. You can go up underneath that tree if you want to. You still going to be a hot, sweaty mess. Ain't no escape until you go inside. Like out here in Cali, if I get under the tree or something or a tarp or whatever, I'm like, ah, refuse, sanctuary. But that humidity, man, that humidity going to stay on that ass. It's going to stay on your cheeks, your sweaty, humidity cheeks. And and, and then the mosquitoes going to be waiting. Mosquitoes going to be out there waiting. As soon as I leave the airport, mosquitoes going to be out there with the napkins tucked into their little shirt collar, ready to dine. And you know mosquitoes be getting around all your outfits. They How, how do mosquitoes get through the socks? Mosquitoes get through the socks, man. They be like, oh, socks, easy work. I'm in there. They be tearing us apart, man. I'll be like, man, what kind of beaks do these mosquitoes have? They getting through the sock, and they know to get through the sock? I'll be like, man, the sock, light work. Sometimes you'll have on socks. You'll have on some tights over the socks. They getting through all that. Your ankles is toe up, done. Your ankles look like braille out here, man. You didn't you got chewed up in the ankles. Sometimes they just go for the ankles. They're like, yeah, tag his ankles up. And then you know what I'm saying? I'm bald headed. Because they, they can go straight to the top for me. They be like, yeah, man. Give us that big ass head. Yeah, meals. Mosquitoes are the worst. Mosquitoes are the worst insect on the planet, man. They are the worst insect. On the planet. You know how many deaths they cause? They are the worst. 
If God came down here and was like, you got to get rid of something. You got to get rid of a species. I might pick mosquitoes, even though they are a major food source for a lot of, you know, predators. I might have to go with mosquitoes, man, because they they just they just wreak havoc, man. People out here dying of malaria, I'll be like, man, I'm saving lives. But then how many how many species would, would suffer because ain't no mosquitoes to eat? I know dragonflies would be pissed. Dragonflies would be like, man, it ain't no food out here, man. I used to come to this little pond right here. I used to get it in. It was all you could eat buffet. Now nah, it's just slim pickings out here, man. Damn it. Man, so I, I ain't looking forward to that heat in Austin. But I am looking forward to going to Austin. I'll be there. Um, if you're a listener, I added a Thursday 10 p.m. show to the Atlanta uh, joint. So August 26th, there's two shows on Thursday now. Get your Thursday 10 p.m. ticket, man. Get your tickets early, man, before you're out here left out in the cold. You know what I'm saying? We'll we'll be back in Atlanta. Me, Sabrina, and Serene, we will be out in Atlanta August 26th through the 28th. We're going to be out there. We're going to be thriving, glistening, shining. Shining and glistening, if you will, in Atlanta, Georgia, shout it. We're going to be out there. We're going to be out there. Then, then the weekend after that, I'm going to be in Phoenix, Arizona, man. I'm going to be out here, man. I'm going to be out here in the community, Lord willing, COVID not tripping. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout it, man. Shout it, man. You know, you got a Waffle House in your city. If you got a Waffle House in your city, you got to throw shout in there, man. If you got the Waffle High in your city, man, Phoenix, Phoenix got Waffle High. Phoenix got that Waffle High. You got to come in there, Waffle High. The Waffle High, man. And I'm going to the Waffle High. When I go to Phoenix, I'm going to that Waffle High and I'm going to uh, Cracker Barrel. I'm going. I'm going to both. I'm going to get bread drunk at Cracker Barrel. I'm going to be like, cure it and I'm going to be face down in Cracker Barrel. People always say, people always say, Cracker Barrel look racist. It got a racist feel and vibe. Them pancakes are so good, I don't give a damn about the racism. Could be a burning cross in in the front. I'm be like, yeah, but the pancakes, they use the burning cross for the crispy edges. Let me get those. That's how good the pancakes are, man. Food will always trump racism for me every time. I'd be like, man, shut your bigoted ass up, but pass me that plate. But I've never, I've never personally experienced any kind of racism at Cracker Barrel ever. I've never felt like they're not taking care of me in Cracker Barrel. I've always, I've always had good service there. I've always had, um, I've always had great like waiters and waitresses. I, they've, they've always been like super dope. I, I can. I don't I don't have a bad experience at Cracker Barrel. And I've been to Cracker Barrel a lot because when I lived in Las Cruces, New Mexico, they had Cracker Barrel there. So I used to go, you know what I'm saying? That's how I got that's how I got affiliated with the crispy edges, the, the bomb breakfast, the biscuits, the, the good biscuits, them good biscuits. When biscuits are good, I throw an L in there. Biscuits. Like if, it, if it's a good biscuit, I just throw an L in there just cause. Throw an extra letter in there. If anything is good to you, throw an extra letter on it. Just 
just to show it respect, Bilskits. So it's Bilskits at uh, Cracker Barrel. Popeye's Chicken, Bilskits. Those are Bilskits, all right? Um, but, yeah, Cracker Barrel just has a, has a great breakfast. The dinner, you know, I, I don't really ride for the dinner at Cracker Barrel. Not that it's bad. I just don't really be – I usually don't get the dinner. I'm usually straight breakfast. Um, but since I've been, you know, vegetarian, I don't go as much to Cracker Barrel. Like, you know, we'd be out on the road. I'd be trying to avoid Cracker Barrel. But when I do go now, you know, I got to change up my order because I used to get every time I used to get the pancakes, the eggs and the turkey sausage. So now, you know, when I go there, I'm not getting the eggs. I'm not getting the sausage. So now I'm just in there like, you know, uh, last time we went, I think I just got the oatmeal and uh, biscuits. I just got oatmeal and biscuits. But now next time I go, I'm probably getting pancakes. <laughs> pancakes with a side of biscuits. This is all bread, man. I'm coming out of there fat. Coming out of there in the cement wheelbarrow, man. I'm just coming out of there swollen. Anyway, man. Uh, the Bilskits. Bilskits. Throw that, throw that L in there, man. Bilskits. Yeah, yo, patron saints, ask me a question real quick. Ask me a question real quick right before we go to the uh, trending topics, man. Ask me a question, man. You know what I'm saying? Real quick, real quick. You know what I'm saying? Whoever get in there first. Make sure you put the exclamation. Oh, there, there we go. Do you have, Tony Ann says, do you have any movies you didn't like at first but later grew on you? Um, Movies I didn't like at first but they grew on me. The first Mission Impossible, I didn't like it initially when I saw it in theaters. But then when I watched it again and again, I was like, yo, this movie, this movie's solid, man. A lot of twists, a lot of turns. Because it, it was a little bit too complicated for me the first time I watched it. So I didn't really piece together everything. But then when I when I rewatched it, I was like, yo, um, this is good. Same with uh, Memento. I didn't really, it took me a few times to watch Memento to really be like, yo, this movie's dope. But initially I was just like, man, what the hell is going on? So Memento grew on me, Mission, the first Mission Impossible. Um, what else grew on me? Anything else? But those those two spring to mind immediately. Um, act, uh, Jerome asks, action movie lead character Mount Rushmore. Okay. Uh, my Mount Rushmore of action movie. Wait, characters or actors, Jerome? We talking action movie characters or actors? Let me get this question real quick. On the Mount Rushmore tip. Tippy Longstocking, you know what I'm saying? Characters. Okay, all right. So John McClane from Die Hard is on the Mount Rushmore. Um, I got to put, I got to put, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the the Terminator on Mount Rushmore, whether it be the first Terminator, the second Terminator, the, his character in Terminator, got to put that up there. Um, so we got John McClane, we got the Terminator. Uh, I kind of want to put Rambo on there, but hold on a second, let me let me dig let me dig deeper. I'm going to put Riggs and Murtaugh 
mer- merge mig- Migs, Riggs and Murtaugh into one face. And that'll be that'll be a face. So it'd be Riggs and Murtaugh together as one face to take up the third spot on the Mount Rushmore. And then I really like John Wick a lot. Uh shoot Rambo, John Wick. Um Dang, man. Uh John Wick is new though, you know what I mean? But still, you know. Um, but Rambo been putting in mad work though, you know what I mean? From the first first blood, and then Rambo, and then Rambo three was whatever. And then he came back with Rambo again, and then the last Rambo, he was like he was like Home Alone Rambo, getting the job done. Oh, oh, there's my answer, Ripley from uh, Aliens. Ripley, that's that's my answer. I don't know. I don't know how I forgot to even think about that. Low key, I want to put Sarah Connor on there uh too, but Ripley from Aliens is my is that's that's she low key my number 1 pick. So yeah, that that's what that is. That's what that is. Um let me do another question. Best plot twist you've seen? Nana P asks, best plot twist I've seen. The best the best plot twist to me is The Sixth Sense. I think The Sixth Sense had the hardest, coldest plot twist um, in the game. That plot twist right there was amazing, extremely well done. He's been chasing, he's been chasing a plot twist like that ever since. That's that's how good and cold. That plot twist was, man. That was the perfect plot twist. No, nobody saw it coming. I don't want to hear nothing about none of y'all talking about what well, I I actually no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Don't give me that. Oh, I kind of saw it coming, because if you think about nah, man. In in the moment, the first time you saw the movie, no spoilers, nobody was leaking anything to you. You you had no clue about that plot twist. I don't want to hear nothing, none of it. Because you know how people be always trying to act like they so smart and I ain't saying I ain't coming. No, you didn't. You didn't see a goddamn thing. Don't even try it, man. That plot twist was masterful. And you can hear the theater. When I was there, I saw it like opening weekend. I actually snuck into the movies to see it. Like I remember, I remember that, I remember that night. We paid for the movie Mystery Men with Ben Stiller. We paid for that. I thought that was going to be the dopest movie of the weekend. Silly me. Paid for Mystery Men. Okay. Came out of that, and we snuck into the Iron Giant. We snuck into the Iron Giant. So it, it was already on a little bit. So when we came in there, it was already on. And I was like, yo, man, this this cartoon is real good. I was like, man, we should have paid for the Iron Giant. I was pissed. So the Iron Giant, I was like, yo, this is so dope. And the Iron Giant remains one of my favorite movies. And I was like, man, dog, this is what we should have paid for. I got to see Mystery Men again. But when I watched it, I don't, re- I don't remember it being too too dope. So then after Iron Giant, we, we strolled into the Sixth Sense right on time. So we tripled it up. Strolled into the Sixth Sense right on time. I was just like, you know, I wasn't that pumped about the movie it was just like whatever little thriller about a kid that can see dead people okay let's go in here went in there uh it was a full house 
And when they hit him with that plot twist, you can hear the, <gasps> it was Gasp City in that theater. It was Gasp City. It was just like, what? Wow. And we were just all like, noses bleeding. We was in there just like, yo, what? Come on. No, no, no. Yo. And, you know, so that, that's the that's the best plot twist to me was uh, The Sixth Sense. Amazing plot twist. Still a dope film. Holds up. And it, a good plot twist always makes you go back and look at the film again. So that's the perfect example of a great plot twist. Shout out to M. Night Shyamalan for creating that. I don't care if every movie he ever does from henceforth is garbage. He can still relish the fact that he created one of the best plot twists that the cinema has ever seen. And his new movie, Old, is solid. His new movie, Old, kept me um, engaged the whole movie. Like, the whole movie, I was like, man, what, what's going on? Why is this happening right here? And so uh, it was a solid movie, man. Like, Old, old was solid. It's definitely not down there with Lady in Water and The Happening. And, you know, it's one of his, uh, the movie is solid trash. I don't, I don't, it's not trash. It's not trash, man. Trash is, is a, people, people, throw, people throw around trash too loosely. Y'all be littering too much, man. Too much littering. I like the Unbreakable. Too much littering, though. Because y'all be like, trash, 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 trash. For, for a movie to be labeled trash, you got to earn it. Yo, MTMTV just told me, just had the nerve to type this in the chat, that the Sandlot was trash. I, you know what? You're getting blocked. I'm unsubscribing you myself. This is ridiculous. You're not going to do this. You're not going to ruin people's lives today. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the sand loudest trash. You trash. Okay? You trash. All right. So, trending topics right now. Everybody's talking about the baby right now. The baby, the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby. Blame it on baby. They blaming it on you right now. Ain't they blaming on baby? Ain't that one of his albums? Blaming on the baby? Or something like that. Well, they blaming you right now. They blaming you right now, Playboy. They on your head. They on your ass. But I think he, he'll survive this. He'll survive this. The storm will blow over. He just he just on the grill right now. He on the grill. He uh and when you when you say some dumb shit, you just gotta you gotta be on that grill, man. You on that grill getting turned over, you know what I'm saying? Getting seasoned on each side, brown lightly on both sides, getting grilled up, man. And when you say dumb shit, you get thrown on the grill. That's just what it is. But he'll be all right. This will blow over. He just got to feel the heat right now, lose out on some money, lose out on some festivals. You know what I'm saying? People ain't going to accept your apology. They're going to be like, man, when he came with his own apology from his own mouth that was kind of like a defiant apology, people was like, man, he ain't sorry, man. Look at the ignorance. And then when he came with the with the human resources PR team apology, the grown man apology, 
that the that the PR team, you know, definitely was like, all right, say this. People still like, nah, man, we ain't we ain't buying it. That's how it always is with celebrities, man. Nobody ever believes the apology. Nobody ever, nah, man, nah. You can't you can't make mistakes. You you a celebrity. You you can't make mistakes out here. You can't say the wrong shit at any point in time. You got to be perfect at all times. How many of us have said things that we regretted? How many of us have said things out of ignorance? How many of us have said things that, you know, man, maybe I shouldn't have said that, or maybe maybe you thought you were right in the moment. This is this is what I believe. This is who this is who I am. This is what I want to say. And then you learn, oh, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I shouldn't. I never thought about it like that. Well, I didn't look at it like that. Oh, I didn't say it how how I meant it. We've all been there. We've all been in that position. If you if you feel like you haven't been in that position, you're lying to yourself. There's no way you undefeated out here on that front by saying some dumb shit, about saying something that, you know, you didn't mean or, you know, you weren't educated on or you meant it, but, you know, you realize the error of what you said. We we got to we got to give celebrities that same grace. But we don't because you know they rich, they popular, you know, they got a platform, they got impressionable listeners. So we're 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 less forgiving to those those individuals just because they are celebrities. We like, "Nah, man, you got to be perfect at all times. Everything you say, you can't have a change of heart. You can't have a change of mentality out here because you're a celebrity and what you said, this is who you really are." And these are people we don't know personally, so it's just like, nah, man, nah. Remember you had said, you know what I mean? And so the baby finds himself in a situation like this. And But I think, I think uh, it'll blow over. And depending on his actions going down the road, you know, getting on the road, getting back on the road, and, uh, you know, putting out content and, you know, People will be watching, uh, you know, what he says in the future, how he moves and stuff like that. You know, uh, the baby went on stage and said misinformed things about AIDS and attached it to being gay. Now, you know, the gay community has long had to deal with the stigma of AIDS uh, for a long time. Since AIDS hit the scene, the gay community has borne the brunt of the AIDS epidemic. You know, when it came in, people used to refer to it as the gay disease in the early 80s. They was just like, yeah, you know, that's what it was. It was just like, yeah, you know, you gay, you got it. You know what I mean? And that's tough on a community. You know what I mean? And so it was just like, hey, man. And then, then as HIV progress and it kept going then you have it hiv rates are crazy in africa now you know what i mean so it's, it's like oh it's not the gay disease you know so now now it, it kind of morphed into like a, a black thing like you know the hiv rates and african-americans started started growing and you know it was just it was just like yo man what, what's going on here until the until you know people people still have that mindset though that you know it's a, it's a gay disease because they say that AIDS can be uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for 
you can get the transmission. The transmission of AIDS is more potent during anal sex. You know what I mean? That that I've read that, and you know, different sources have stated that. So it's just like, oh, anal, okay, all right, transmitted. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of the word, and um, that's what I've read. I've read I've read different things. Like I've read, um, but I definitely read that for sure. And I've read that you know it's harder for men to to transmit AIDS from women. I've read that as well, um, but it's easier for women to get it from men, because um, you know I used to I used to pay attention to HIV tough because it was like man that's something I could come across. So let me pay attention, let me read up on it, let me educate myself on HIV because a lot of people don't like talking about it because you know they're just scared or they feel like it doesn't apply to them or you know. They just be like, nah, man, you know, man. I'm like, you ain't never been scared that you, you know, could could come across, you know, HIV out here? Nah, you know, nah, man. I'll be, you know, I'll be strapping up. You know, the people I deal with, you know, they on them. People always think they're above it or like uh, they think they're above it or that they, ain't, they ain't at risk. And I'll be like, my mindset is I'm I'm always at risk. I'm always at risk. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, Kiyomi said, growing up in San Francisco, I had to learn all about it. After losing my sister to AIDS, that comment hit different. Which comment? The the baby comment? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, hey, you know, I totally get why people are offended by what the baby had to say. I totally get that. Like, you know, he he was out of line. He was wrong. For sure he was wrong. You know what I mean? And people people out here, you know, and you know what's funny, like, you know, unless you know people personally that um, have HIV and AIDS and have dealt with it, dealing with it, living with it, have died from it. If you if you don't know people that are actually dealing with it, you feel disconnected from the whole thing. But you gotta remember, man, you know, there there are there are millions of people on this planet living with HIV, you know. Uh, living with AIDS, dealing with it, um, gay people, straight people, whatever, however way you want to slice it, children that have never even had sex but were born with it, this is a reality. And, like, you know, when you say stuff like that, you know, you could trigger millions of people. So you got you to gotta be careful about that because there's people out here really, like, you know, dealing with that and living with it and you just got to be more compassionate and like you know watch what you say for sure you know what i mean and and like uh so shout out to you know anybody that's listening or you know as a fan of mine that is living with hiv aids or you know you've you've lost a, a loved one um i i get it i get it man uh we just got to be more more educated more compassionate more thoughtful of of the things we say and the things we put out there and the way we say it and you know educate yourself everybody in here everybody out here should be educated on hiv you you got no excuse like if you out here living your life if you out here doing doing heroin doing drugs uh you know having sex with people you out here dating you in the dating game 
you should be everybody should be educated on HIV. It's, you should be thinking about it. You should have it in your brain. You should have it in your mindset. You partying, you getting it in. Yeah, we might we might hook up tonight. You know what I'm saying? One night stand city. You out here on Tinder. You out here on Bumble and just just hooking up. You know, just having a good time. Quickie. You know, somebody you just met. You smashing. It should be in the back of your mind at all times. It should be something you thought about. If, if you smash, if you did something, then you know you got to go get the checkup. You got to go get the checkup. You got to get, hey, man, hey, man, it's a wild night. You know what I mean? I, I don't see how you could be so arrogant as to say, nah, man, nah. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be them. They look, they looked fine. You know what I mean? You got you to gotta be smarter than that. And, you know, and, you know, I've been there. I've been, you know, I've been reckless. You know, I'm not taking myself out of the equation. You know, smash raw. And then I'm like, man, but, but, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit here in front. Like I wasn't terrified after the fact. I'm not going to sit here and act like I was arrogant after the fact of like, I could never catch something. I, I thought I've had everything under the sun. Any, anything I learned about, I was like, yo, I got that. Oh, I got, oh, 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 I got that. Every time. I remember I learned Christopher Columbus had syphilis. I was like, oh, oh, Christopher Columbus had, oh, I got it too, for sure. For sure I got syphilis, man. I'm out here with it right now. I'm looking at my skin. What's this? Everything I learned about. Everything. Chlamydia, syphilis, gonorrhea, HPV. HPV, HPV then one. That's that one, man. Herpes is out here. But HPV, that's out here, out here. Tough out here. And when I learned about that, I was like, oh, I, I, definitely. I definitely got it. Come on, man. You kidding me? HPV, oh, yeah. I got that. Every time, man. Every time. The only, I didn't really think like that when it came to COVID, but. All them STDs and all of, I remember this kid had ringworm in my class. I was like, oh, 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 here in my classroom, I'm getting that ringworm. It's coming. It's coming in hot. FedEx right to me. I, I, was, I was just looking at my arms and, and face waiting on the ringworm to come in. I'm like, man, I'm not. Did you dab him up? Did you sit next to him? No, nah, no, nah, I was over. I was several deaths away from that kid. I was, I was shook, man. I remember I learned about tapeworms. And, and, you know, all those kind of worms like that, hook worms. And I was like, yo, man, uh, I got these worms. You know what I'm saying? I'll be hungry, man. I got to have a tapeworm. That, this is who I, hypochondriac McGee is me. I have it. I have it all. You know, so that's what it is, man. So hook worms, those are, those are worms you get on your feet or whatever. Come in through the feet. And uh, and then they they talk about the the trichina worm or whatever that you get from eating pork. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I had the pork chops, the pepperoni. I got it, man. I got them worms, man. And low key, I went to this uh, specialist doctor, whatever you want to call him, and he uh, he looked in my eyes. He he does a little. He gives you like a diagnosis through images of your eyes so you know he he hooks the camera up and he's looking at my eyeballs he's like yo your sodium's high this that and the third he could tell all this from the eyeballs i don't know how legit he was but he said i had parasites 
He told me I had uh, parasites going on. Now, mind you, when I go to the doctor, I'll be listening. I am, I am a humble McGee when it comes to medical things involving me. You know, some people go to the doctor. They go in there. They go in there arrogant and defiant to the doctor's office. They go in there. Nah, nah. I know. No, nah, I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're talking about. I know what I'm doing. No, nah, I'll be doing this, that, and the third. Defiant, in denial. They, a lot of the times, they're not straight up with the doc. They just be, you know, skimming off the top and telling half truths and, you know, holding information back. I'm an open book. Yeah, I'll be doing this. I'll be doing that. You know what I'm saying? Talk to me, man. What I got? What? What's going on? Give me the real. Give me the real. Now, when now when doctors can't help me or they say certain things, you know, I'm all for the second opinion, you know. Um, but I'm there taking it in because I'm like, yo, this is a professional. You know, this is what they do. So I'm in there mad humble. And he was like, yeah, parasites. And I was like, oh, I got parasites. Damn, man. He didn't tell me specifically what kind of parasites I had, but he said I had them, and I was like, ah. So he gave me some herbs and stuff to take. It could have been just a hustle to buy his herbs. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Sabrina was convinced about the parasites. She was like, hmm, parasites? She was like, hmm. You know what I mean? But for me, I was like, maybe. Like, you know, I eat a lot of fruit. I eat a lot of fresh fruit. You know, I eat a lot of fresh fruit and, like, you know, fresh vegetables. So me having parasites sounded super realistic to me because of how I eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's plenty of par parasites and microorganisms in the fruit that we eat and the food that we eat, especially when you're eating, like, fresh stuff. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'll be eating nectarines and plums and grapes and cherries, and I'll be going to town on fruit. So I was like... Yeah, I could have some parasites in me, you know what I'm saying? I don't be, you know, stuff be falling on the ground. I'll pick it up quick and finish it, you know what I'm saying? This is who I am. You know, if, it, if it's past the expiration date a couple of days, I, you know, I still dabble in it, man. You know, I ain't no punk, all right? So I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying, parasites. But I could have got hustled. I don't know. I don't know. But I was surprised. Another trending topic right now is – uh Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney uh, over Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson and now uh, Emily Blunt uh, came out and sued, and Emma Stone came out and sued after Scarlett Johansson. They suing it up. Now, let me tell you something. Suing Disney, that's a scary move, man. Disney is out here buying up everybody. So that's a scary move. To sue Disney? The giant that is Disney, balls of steel. Scarlett Johansson out here with a robust sack right now. She's suing uh, Disney because Disney released Black Widow simultaneously in theaters and where you could buy it for $30 and watch it at home. So they did that simultaneous release. So And they said they made about $60 million from just the people buying it at home, they grossed sixty million on Black Widow, right? Now the movie came out; it did like eighty million at the box office opening weekend. They projected they projected like a hundred, but it, it was like 80, 80 million, which was the biggest opening uh, since the pandemic. But it was kind of low for a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie of one of the main characters, so they were just like, mm. so. 
Scarlett Johansson is like, yo, the deal, the deal I had in place, she she has a back end deal, clearly. That means um she gets paid depending on the box office performance. So I'm sure she got her flat fee, but she also gets a percentage of the of the box office performance. Now, she's suing because, you know, they made no mention of them releasing Black Widow uh for at home streaming. So now she's losing out on potential money because the box office is going to be affected because people are watching it at home, which wasn't in the initial deal. So she's saying that's a breach of contract. And to me, that's a valid suit. Because, I mean, like, if if my pay is contingent on, you know, how it performs at the box office and you, you come out with something that's going to hurt the box office potential other movie by letting people buy it at home, you cutting it to my pockets, man. So that's a very valid sue, in my opinion. Because I think them releasing Black Widow, where you could buy it at home and stream it, it hurt the box office total of Black Widow. You know, it, it's not it's not gonna make as much as it could have. Especially sixty it made sixty million at home. You know that 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 could potentially be the twenty twenty, thirty million. The movie needed to to go over 100 million opening weekend, and so I feel it. And so Emma Stone and Cruella they did the same release format. They they released it in theaters simultaneously, releasing it in the, the at home streaming. So that hurt Cruella's box office. So now Emma Stone is like, "Hey man, breach of contract, y'all. What y'all doing?" Now Emily Blunt. Um, I didn't really look into what she was suing for because um, I, I don't know if they released A Quiet Place on streaming at the same time they did in theaters. A Quiet Place did well at the box office, so I'm not sure. And I know she's not suing Disney for Jungle Cruise because that, that just came out this past weekend to, to a number one spot. You know, it made $35 million this weekend. Um, the Rock keeps winning, by the way. The Rock uh, just keeps killing it. Um, um, I friend in, in my chat just asked, are they just screwing the ladies over? Um, I'm not sure if they're just screwing the ladies over or if it's just, it just happened to be, you know, um, female-led films getting released. Because if you think about it, like, the biggest movies that have come that have come out since the pandemic has kind of let up uh Kong versus Godzilla, Cruella, um you know, Black Widow being the biggest, now Jungle Cruise, um A Quiet Place 2. It just happened to have strong female leads. Um so I'm not sure if it's like a coincidence or you know if they're really just targeting the women. But uh, I, I feel like it's just a coincidence in the timing of what's coming out and when. Because um, I don't think Disney would be that trash to be like, oh, since these are, since these are female actresses, let's let's give them the shade. I just think that you know it's the timing of it. You know what I mean? And I I just feel like you know they they pulled the okie doke. If they didn't say initially, and I know the I know they didn't expect the pandemic. I know. You know, going in when they when they put the the money up for Black Widow, hundred million dollar movie, um, 
they didn't plan for because you know they they drew up these contracts with Scarlett Johansson before the pandemic, so nobody planned for this. So now you know Disney's like, yo, we got to scramble. And if Disney if Disney knew they were going to scramble and release it simultaneously, that's when you got to renegotiate the contract. That's when you got to come to Scarlett Johansson and be like, all right, so we're going to release this at home streaming and theater simultaneously, so we're going to modify your contract. And that's what they should have done and come in and be like, so, you know, we're going to incorporate, you know, the, the streaming gross into, your, into the total gross of the movie itself. So that way, you know, you, you're taken care of on that end so you can get your money up. And shout out to these ladies doing it and getting their money, man. These, these women out here well paid, out here getting the big money. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, Black Widow was cool. I like Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, by the way. Um, I thought she delivered uh, in the role. Like you know, I, I appreciate her being in the in the in the franchise, and I like I liked her as a Black Widow as Natasha Romanoff. Um, yeah, y'all. Shoot, we about forty five minutes in. I was gonna my movie talk uh, was gonna be about um, Adam Sandler, but I think I'll say that for the next episode of Verbal Cardio because we had we had a good flow in this one, man. We had a good flow on this uh, verbal cardio, and that's that's what verbal cardio is. I'm talking movies one minute, I'm talking the baby one minute, I'm talking AIDS the next, I'm talking about water. We talking about all kind of stuff here, at verbal cardio. Uh, my producer Sabrina Sith, she's been uh, getting together a fire lineup of guests that I'm gonna have on this show. Um, so we got. We got some really good guests coming for you guys, so stay tuned. But we definitely getting schedules together and working that out. Somebody said, uh, Slarita said the Chicago Bulls looking good. Um, wait, the Bulls got DeMar, DeMar DeRozan? Yo. Yo, we got DeRozan? Yo, hold on, man. This, this, is, this is breaking news. Oh, oh, snap. Okay. Okay. And we, and we keeping Levine. Oh, <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? Things are looking up, man. Things are looking up. I see the Chicago Bulls. Because, all right, when we got Lonzo Ball, I've been I've been paying attention to Lonzo's ball, Lonzo's ball, Lonzo Ball's output. Because ever since he came at Nas disrespectfully, I've been on his head. Wait, who coming to the Knicks? All right, ever since ever since ever since Lonzo Ball was like, man, Nas, man, nah, man. Anybody listening to Nas, I listen to that real hip hop, like future Migos. Ever since he said that, ever since he said that, I've been on his head in the group chat. I've been like, man, forget Lonzo Ball, man. Lonzo's Ball. Forget him, man. Them expensive shoes. I was on his head the whole time, and Keon be sticking up for Lonzo Ball because he went to UCLA. That's Keon's team. UCLA, so he was sticking up for him. And I was like, man, shut up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nas... 
Me and Nas been tight since the 90s. So I ain't going to tolerate no disrespect. And Keon was like, well, he's 19. What do you expect him? You expect him to like? I expect him to respect the OGs in hip-hop and not be like, man, Nas ain't hip-hop. This is hip-hop. Future Amigo. And then, then to say future first is hip-hop? Get your ass up out of here, man. So I was pissed. So with that being said, I was on his head. I was following. I was monitoring his performances in the games. I was like, oh, oh, look at your boy out here. Lonzo Ball was hella inconsistent. I, Because, you know, I would throw in the group chat, oh, look at your boy right here. You know what I'm saying? And so we, we felt like, you know, he was overrated. So I was just on his head, on his head, on his head. And I was my, and he was he was uneven in uh, New Orleans too, and so I was just like, so I've been I've been watching his, you know, performances out here, so I knew he was like hit and miss. So then when the Bulls announced that they got him, I was like, man, come on, man. I know he's had some improvements, but I'm still like on the fence because I know he can be inconsistent, and so I was just like, man, this. And so uh, so now he's on my team. So now I'm going to be super on Lonzo's ball because it, it affects my bottom line as a Bulls fan now. It affects me personally, emotionally, because I'm a Bulls fan, man. And so I'm like, all right, we got Lonzo ball. We got Vucevic. We got uh, Zach Levine. So now we got DeRozan coming in. Are we losing? Are we losing Vucevic? Who who did we lose to get DeRozan? That's what I want to know. Who did we lose to get DeRozan? Let me ask this in the group chat. Who did we lose? Let me ask that in the group chat. I want to see who we lost. They talking about the Knicks over here. Hush about the Knicks in the chat, man. We talking about the Bulls right now, man. Who who did we lose to get DeRozan? Future first round pick. No, Lonzo. Not Lonzo plays for the Pelicans, not the Hornets. You think about his brother Lamelo. Now Lamelo ball was balling. No pun intended. Talking about the Lakers, I, I see D Rose. I don't see, I don't see the Lakers. Uh, y'all, y'all keep mentioning D Rose. He, he's staying with the Lakers. Daddy is young. Uh, okay, all right. Yo, I mean, I shout out to the Chicago Bulls for making real moves out here. This is exciting news, man. Going out of verbal cardio on some exciting news. I'm excited, man. We got Zach Levine. Vucevic, DeRozan, and Lonzo's ball, man. Let's go, Chicago. So now, you know, I got to be nicer than Lonzo ball, even though the Nas disrespect still be sitting in my soul. And shout out, Nas is dropping an album this Friday. Nas is dropping an album this Friday. I'm mad excited. Now I got an album to remind me of the trip to Austin because I like to get new music when I go to a city, so it reminds me of the city. And Nas is dropping King Disease 2 on Friday. And I'm all in. Produced by Hit Boy yet again.
Let's go. Anyway, uh, I want to thank y'all so much for tuning in. Shout out to my patron saints over here in the Chatsworth. I appreciate y'all, man. Love y'all passionately in the showers. Some, uh, MT, MTM asked me, if the Bulls never win a championship again, does that make Jordan even greater? Maybe. First of all, first of all, that question really hurt my heart. Like, you know, my stomach dropped when I said those words out loud. When it was like, if the Bulls never win a championship again, my stomach was like, ah, ah, you know, just the, just the thought of that hurt my very soul fiber pieces. My, uh, my algorithm was thrown off, but I think, I think it would add to his legacy. The, Michael Jordan, we got six championships with Michael Jordan. We got six championships with Michael Jordan. Arguably, we could have had eight had he not dipped off. There's a very, there's a very real chance that we could have had eight championships had he not left. That's a very, that's a very strong possibility. Man, it was epic, man. It was an epic time to be a Bulls fan. It was an epic. It was, what a time to be alive. That's what we, that's what we was. We, it was bliss as a Chicago fan. Bliss. Oh, Scottie Pippen. Well, I love Scottie Pippen, man. Scottie Pippen is my favorite bull. My favorite bull, Scottie Pippen and D-Rose. Those are my favorite bulls, man. Love D. Rose, man. I'm always rooting for D. Rose. No matter what team he goes to, I'm always rooting for him. I'm like an ex. I'm like an ex that really cares about you. Even though we broke up, even though we no longer together, I truly care about you and everything that you're doing, and I'm always rooting for you, and I'm always wishing the best for you. That's that's me with D. Rose. No matter where he goes, I'll be like, man, you do the damn thing. I love you, man. That's me. That's me, man. Like, you know, I consider myself a good ex and even even in relationships. I consider myself a good ex. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not sitting up here bitter about, you know, once we break up, you're dead to me. That's not me. I'm not I'm not that type of person. Like, you know, we share we shared a lot, you know what I'm saying? And you know. I like to think that even though you're no longer with a person, that you know you still care about them. I'm not talking about you know a super abusive relationship where you know it was just. I'm not talking about incredibly bad relationships because I know sometimes you you some some people really need to be dead to you because of what they did to you. But for me, it ain't it it, it never got that deep in any of my relationships. So it's just like you know I'm always you know. You a good ex if you don't bother nobody later. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I, I care about the people I've been with. You know, you're, you're a human being, and I, and I care about you. You know what I mean? So I care about Derrick Rose, man. We had, a, we had a good thing. We had a good thing, man. You know what I'm saying? And I, I wish him the best. 
I wish him the best, man. I'm always rooting for him. If he would have came back to Chicago, and a lot of y'all, I know a lot of y'all can't, a lot of y'all be like, you're dead to me, you're dead to me. Slorita, I'm not surprised you 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 leaning towards you're dead to me because you you intense. You pretty extreme. And a lot of people, a lot of people are, especially on especially on the the female side. You're dead to me. You're dead. You're dead to me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you to be thriving and glistening. <laughs> Grudge City from a breakup. But uh, anyway, I uh, wait. Hold on. Let me respond. Anyway, uh, anyway, shout out to my patron saints in here. Shout out to um, all all the listeners out here. Share share verbal cardio with your friends, man. We gotta spread the word. We gotta spread the word about verbal cardio. A lot of people sleeping on this podcast, man. We got we got to get the word out. We gotta get the word out, man. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Um, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Shout out to my patron saints for being here live, chiming in with great questions, great energy, great conversation, great flow in the chat's worth. Um, in the comments section, um, what do I want to ask y'all? Do you think, do you think the baby will be all right after this? Do you think uh do you think he'll be all right? And do you feel that we're super hard on celebrity apologies? Let me know in the comments section. And do you feel that uh Scarlett Johansson is in the right? Do you feel like she has a valid case in suing Disney for what's going on? Let me know in the comments section below. And have you ever been scared that you had an STD? Let me know. Have you ever worried about it? Have you ever been like, yo, stressed out about it? Let me know in the comment section below, man, because a lot of people be too scared to talk about it. We get, we have to we have to be comfortable in talking about things like this because they they affect your day to day. Even even if you think you're in a, a monogamous relationship, don't take your foot off the worry gas. Because in, in all reality, you could be getting cheated on. So always always keep up with your health and regular checkups and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I appreciate y'all. Be good to people. Make sure you you drinking water and staying hydrated, getting that good room temp in there as well. You know what I'm saying? I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio. Boom. All right. Thank y'all. In the in the chat's worth, 